0: Welcome back to the Act Two Podcast. Podcast for the real life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh.
1: And I am Josh Hallman.
0: Happy New Year!
1: (laughs) Season three.
0: Oh my god, I cannot believe it's season three. If you are just joining us because you've maybe made some crazy New Year's resolutions to listen to more screenwriting podcasts, uh, (laughs) welcome to Act 2. We are a network for everyday working screenwriters, and this podcast is just one of the things we do to engage with and help our screenwriting community. We have a lot of amazing things coming up with Act 2 this year, so so we're going to talk about that kind of at the end of the episode. But subscribe, listen here for updates on what our community has going on, including networking events and new opportunities for members and non-members of Act Two. You can also DM us if you'd prefer. You can always send us questions and topic suggestions throughout the year. Just say hi to us, whichever. You can reach out to us at acttwowriters at gmail.com, which is all spelled out, or on our Instagram and Twitter at act2writers um, I'm also on both of those things. I'm on Instagram at story Thursday and Twitter at Tasha 3.0. I'm
1: on Instagram as Josh Hallman and Twitter is Joshua Hallman.
0: What are we talking about today? Joshua,
1: it's a new year.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I love new years in general. I just love this idea of just like the reset button starting over, mapping out your future, your goals, the things you can accomplish and that's i think what we're talking about today right is we're talking yeah. about kind of setting goals and setting expectations for yourself and maybe not our specific goals but kind of how we approach certain things and um it, it, we're here to start the year off right
0: i know i love this time of year too because it's like Stuff feels like it's in your control at this stage. Yeah. Nothing has completely unraveled yet because there hasn't been time no. for it to do so. So, yeah, you're, like, on the top of the mountain at this stage. And I love New Beginnings. Like, I love Mondays because it's a chance yeah. to, like, get a fresh start on the week. And this is, like, one giant Monday in the best possible version.
1: Wow. That, so. One giant Monday.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know Mondays aren't classically considered terrible things, but... <laughs>
1: No, no, no. I love Monday as well. Yeah. You're you're, like the fresh start is real. Like, I actually know people who don't really share that same thought where it's like, oh, fucking, it's just whatever. And they know, like, they don't have uh, new goals or new anything. And that's fine. But it stresses me out. It stresses me out too. (laughs) But hey, to each of their own. But for me personally speaking, God, I just love a fresh start.
0: Me too. I love it too. But. First things first, this has been on my mind oh ever since our last episode, the last episode of season two. Did you take a break from writing over the holiday?
1: So I did. <laughs> I want to just, I want to retract everything I said in the last episode. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, I did take a break from writing. I told myself that I was going to go in and be like, okay, I'm taking a week off and I'm just going to be fresh and start fresh and clear my mind and all that bullshit. Um, and I did try to do that. And I started out, like when the break started, I was just kind of getting things done. And I really couldn't stop. And I felt like I was in a good place. I really liked working when nobody else was working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to just keep going. I'm in like such a good flow. And then Tasha. Mm-hmm my mother came to town. (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know that having a family in town kind of puts a complete wrench into all of your plans. And so I stopped working and I was really, really stressed out because I wasn't working. And uh, I actually came to a new conclusion. What's that? Okay. So I think I'm now going to approach breaks by telling myself that I'm going to work fully knowing that I won't be able to work. And then that creates this unbelievable anxiety. So when I get to where I am right now, I'm just ready to go.
0: Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Your conclusion after the holidays, you want to create more anxiety for yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm ready to go. I just can't do it. I haven't gotten to the place yet where I can just take such a great break. I just can't do it.
0: So when your mom cuz your mom stayed with you at yeah. your house, right? Yeah. So when she entered the picture, your days were just probably consumed with like having to entertain her and making sure everyone in the house is like fed and has activities to do. So you weren't actually writing, but the whole time you you expected that you would be able to write during this time?
1: Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to go down this road here, but when you are when you have your mom with you as I'm sure many people know and I'm married and it's like You become the vortex of every kind of like working relationship where I am like the middle of whatever's happening with Nicole. I am in with my mom and myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and I have a daughter. So I'm like, you're in the middle of this tornado where Mm -hmm. you're trying to make sure everyone is happy and you're trying to make sure that things are going well and everyone wants to do certain things and you're trying to blend personalities together. I told myself I wasn't gonna go down this road, Tasha. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. So anyway. But I wanted to poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer your question from four minutes ago, I, I, I did take a break.
0: <laughs> a forced break. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how many days would you say you did not write?
1: Uh five days.
0: Oh, wow. quality That's quality breakage.
1: Yeah, I can tell you it was from the 23rd to the 27th.
0: (laughs) When mom arrived and mom left.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the crazy part is she'd be totally fine with me going to write. She'd be like, Josh, go ahead. You have to write. But, you know, my head's turning with things that I need to do. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, did you get any writing done? Did you take a break?
0: I took sort of a – like, I took a huge break for me. But um, I guess what I've learned about myself is that my breaks don't end with depression (laughs) if if I write a little bit during the break. So, Mm -hmm. like, there were days where I did no writing whatsoever. And I was fine with it because, like, the next morning I would wake up before, you know, I was also with family. So, before sort of the family started revving up, I would wake up and just do like a couple pages in a comic book that i'm writing and it like felt easy it was something that i could just mentally do without a lot of stress yeah and that made me feel like oh i got work done today so i'm good but if i didn't do those like little things maybe you know an hour to two hours every day um i don't think i would have felt like i could handle the break time yeah does that make sense so like that that was what was helpful me it was feeling like I was making a little bit of progress every now and again but yeah for the most part I took like full days off during this time and just kind of wrote a little bit every other day or so
1: yeah no that's great and obviously you were constantly thinking about story and what to write and kind of or no you were just gone clean slate I
0: mean some days were just full of baking things so that was that was oh, something really that happened. yeah I didn't even think about work at all really yeah
1: Wow, that's 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 really impressive. Yeah, congratulations.
0: Thank you. I definitely got to like the day before the 27th, which is when I went back to work, which is like the Monday after Christmas. Mm -hmm. I was like ready to go. I was so excited. I was like, it was like the first day of school like I'm gonna get my notebooks together yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like, can't wait to get up with my coffee and start writing and Paul my fiance kind of made fun of me like oh no like oh my girlfriend's a nerd <laughs> <laughs> but I was excited <laughs>
1: no there there is there yeah there's like a sense of normalcy that I think everyone needs. Yeah and uh getting back to your old flow and cadence of things is 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 the way to go.
0: But also like that excitement wouldn't have happened if I'd worked the entire break. I would have been just exhausted by the time. This could... Which, by the way, just to speak to this, because we as writers feel like we always have to be working, right? That's why we have this conversation at all. But I get back from the break. Guess who's not working? All the producers on my projects. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> so, how that works. They're all with family and they're like apologizing to me because they don't have the notes that I'm expecting or the whatever that I'm expecting. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, if they can just be like, hey, I'm not working, I'm with family, why can't I be like that?
1: You know, all it takes is that one person, for me at least, who is working and just yeah. grinding where, yeah. you know, 99 out of 100 people could be off. And then there's that one guy or girl so or woman that's like, hey, here are some notes, here are some thoughts. This," And you can, act, you can tell they're like really into something and you're like, I'm going back to work. Yeah. I'm not going to let you outwork me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Damn it, it's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, you know, there there will be a day when there's like a two week week vacation in your life, and you and you're gonna come back, and you're gonna say, Josh, this is what people have to do. They have to take two week vacations.
0: When I go on my honeymoon, I'll let you know how that goes. If, I, if I've written on my honeymoon,
1: <laughs> Paul's gonna catch <get> you writing.
0: <laughs> I'll wake up at four just so I can get it get it in ahead of <laughs> time. <Jesus Christ. laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I. For the record, before we move on, I did write on my honeymoon. I brought my computer with did me. Did
0: you? Yeah. I mean, you, where did you go? Did you? Were you just relaxing anyways? If you're just relaxing on a beach, yeah. I mean, right.
1: Yeah. We were just on a beach. I mean, no one cared.
0: Are we psychopathic?
1: It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem right now.
0: <laughs> All right. By the end of this, everyone's going to think I'm Very psychopathic because we're going to talk about our 2022 (laughs) writing goals. And uh, we all know how that goes with me. I'm really crazy about them. So, Josh, what are your 2022 screenwriting goals?
1: Oh, wow. We're just, we're just, we're there. We're just let's go. Let's go. Well, can we talk about something real quickly before we go into this? Yeah. Because I did some thinking. I prepared for this episode, Tasha. (laughs) And there, there are, It's easy to say, oh, I want to write a studio film, but like, I feel like the goals that we're talking about are goals that we can accomplish, that are not completely in the hands of somebody else. It is like, as a writer, what are your goals that you want to do, that you can do with or without anybody? Yes. Right?
0: That's a a really good point. Yes. I mean, I've always struggled just as a human person (laughs) with making goals that I can actually achieve. And that's why these people that you're talking about who come to new year's and they're like, fuck goals. I'm not doing resolutions. It's because they probably haven't had success with them and it's very frustrating. So for the longest time, my goals would be write a studio movie or get staffed on a TV show, which I think are all great and valid goals, but they're not actionable exactly as you're saying, which means that there's nothing I can do tomorrow to go get a studio movie. Because, as you know, from listening to this podcast or just being in the business, the industry just doesn't work like that. I can't just walk in and say, Hey, I'm ready to write a movie for you. Yeah. So, if I make this goal of writing a studio movie, usually by the time December 2022 hits, I'm going to be very depressed because I've not achieved it. So, instead, I've since learned to kind of break those up because if I want to succeed at writing a studio movie, at the very least, I can make headway in that direction by the end of the year by breaking that big goal down into everyday goals that I can actually achieve.
1: I love it. But in the, like another thing, just off the top of my head, I feel like every writer, if you're unwrapped, for instance, every, like uh, most writers come into the new year and they're like, I'm going to get a manager and an agent mm-hmm. and, or an agent. And that's something that is not completely in your control. So just to kind of reiterate what you just said, it's like breaking down those little things who, you know, if let's say I wanted a new manager I'm, it's or I don't have a manager and I'm trying to get one, you know, it's like, here are the different manager. I'd create a list. Here are the different managers that I want to reach out to this year because they seem to be in my wheelhouse of the things that I want to write. The way I'm going to get to them is I'm going to ask Tasha if she has any connections. I'm going to uh, send a blind email to them. I'm going to do this, 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 you know, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Th- those are specific contest or
1: yes. actionable um, you use the word earlier, actionable, actionable things
0: yeah yeah I, another example because i think the studio movie is a great one because i know a lot of people have these goals whether yeah. it's to write a studio movie or to sell a script or whatever it's these big big kind of in the cloud sky kind of goals um an example of how to break them up josh has a really great example of managers but like if it's a writing goal A great example would be, okay, to write a studio movie, I have to have an incredible sample, one that's going to blow the minds of studio execs Mm -hmm. and show them what I can do. And maybe you already have that, which is great, but maybe that's something new that you have to write this year. And if it's something new you have to write, then that's your first goal of the year is write a new killer sample. My second goal then would be, and this can happen simultaneously while you're writing, is to start taking meetings that will move me closer to writing a studio movie. So, who are the producers that have studio deals? Which of those producers are producers I think I could write for? Like me and Josh, we write these big genre action movies. We're probably not going to have anything for a producer who works on like true crime dramas. So I should put together this list of producers with studio deals that I want to meet with who work on the kinds of movies and shows that I want to write. That's another goal you can do. That takes some research. It takes um, perhaps getting your hands on this thing called Facts on Packs that will help you a lot if you don't know what that is. Facts on Packs is this document that sort of floats around every year around the industry that lists all of the studios and all of the production companies that have deals with those studios. So this is something that once we get our Act 2 website fully up and running, (laughs) we will start to regularly post for everyone. But right now, it's just the basics on our website. And we have a store for writers. Shameless plug.
1: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: Um. So making a list of producers with studio deals, that's a goal that I can have, something I can literally check off my to-do list. The next goal will be to maybe have my reps get me meetings at these places. So that, those are two separate goals, right? Putting a list together is something I can do. And then having my reps get me meetings at those places is another goal that I can work on or ask around my network, like Josh said, to see if anyone out there knows anyone at these companies in order to get a meeting there. And then usually those meetings will end or begin with a producer asking to read your sample. And that really is the end game for you. Because obviously the ultimate end game is to write a studio movie, but that's beyond your control. All you can do is get your work into their hands, make them aware of you, and they will ultimately get to decide if you're the person for the job or not. Yeah. So once you do all that, I think another goal that you can put on your list towards your big goal of write a studio movie is to then make an actionable plan with your reps. Like tell them, this is my goal for 2022, which is something I do every year. The pandemic has been slightly different, um, but usually every year I will actually go to their offices with you know the, the agent's offices, My bring my manager with me, and I'll just have a 30 to 45 minute meeting with them talking about what I want to achieve this year and what are their thoughts on how I can achieve that. And that will help me decide what my mini goals are, right? Like if they're like, Tasha, I know you think you have a sample that's strong, but it's not. We need you to write a new one. Okay, well, I have to put that now on my list. One thing I'll want my agents to do for me, if writing a studio movie is on my big, big idea list, is to look out for OWAs at studios. That means open writing assignments where studios are openly looking for a writer, to hire someone on a specific project, so make sure my reps are doing that. That's something that I can make sure that they are doing. That is a goal I can check off.
1: I need to just jump in and say something, yeah. Because you're saying something really important, and this kind of go this goes back to being very specific about what you want. It, it's very easy to go to a rep and say, "This is what I want to do. I want to write a studio film," mm-hmm. and i I think that if you're saying that to your reps, there needs to be a little bit more knowledge of. How to get there? So mm-hmm. uh, this is why I appreciate what you're saying right now is because a lot of times, uh, and I've done this before too. You just say to your reps, "This is what I want," and it's like, okay, well, how do I get there? And and maybe your reps a little underprepared, and it might maybe doesn't think the same way as you, or you mm-hmm. know, there, there's there's a disconnect that can happen at times. And if you come in and say, "Well, I want to, I want to meet on OWAs. I want this. I want to do this, this, this." You come in with that knowledge of like these little things that you need to accomplish along the way as opposed to just being like hey jay-z hook it up i want to yeah. write a studio make a job. yeah
0: make it, happen. Make it happen that's not gonna that's not gonna work and that's part of what being a teammate is with your reps mm-hmm. it's about this process and i remember one thing uh that that helped me understand this process better was when i came in and i told my reps i want to staff on a show and in my mind i was like look i gave you a sample i like my sample what's the problem here? Like, get me a job on a show. And that was sort of the attitude I came in with to that meeting. And they were like, okay, Tasha, well, you need to create a list for us of producers that you like. Uh, Yeah. You know, producers who have made shows that you really enjoy because that will help us understand who the best person for you is. Because then if I set a meeting with you and that producer, you can easily talk to them with excitement about the projects they've made and you clearly want to write the shows that they want to write. So they had an actionable step for me in that meeting and it was really helpful for me to understand how I actually can get that job.
1: Yeah, I love
0: that. I love that too. It feels like... It just feels safer when you have a team versus either feeling like you have to totally rely on someone else or like their job is a total mystery and you don't know what they're doing.
1: Totally. Do you know what this kind of reminds me of? This is the equivalent to having an outline when you're writing.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: It's like the more specific you are in an outline, the more clear you are about where you're going in your script.
0: That's beautiful. That should be our quote of the day.
1: Just cut it out and <laughs> <put> it back. <laughs> <laughs> copy and paste. <laughs>
0: um, I think when we talk about our, our specific goals, another goal I have is like writing a spec, finishing a spec. And I am notoriously bad at writing specs. I just, it takes me forever to do. And it's always a goal of mine every year. And I like never can actually finish one. Mm-hmm. So this year I'm going to break it down into smaller goals. And you would think that finish a spec is within itself a small goal, but I need to to really <laughs> micromanage this. So part of the process right now, which we're going to talk about, is Josh and I are kind of developing a spec together. And part of that is we meet once a week to break the story of our spec, like in a writer's room. So my first goal will be. Continue doing that until we have a scene by scene breakdown of the script. Yeah. It'll probably give us a deadline of when to do that. Mm-hmm. And then second goal will be write my half of the outline. Third goal, get feedback on the outline, address those notes. Fourth goal, write half the script. Again, fifth goal, address notes on that. Sixth goal would be like to send it to my agents for their feedback and thoughts, address those notes. And then the last goal is to take it out onto the town. So, Finishing a spec has now been broken down into seven goals that I can check off, that I can actually move towards in a real way.
1: Yeah. And if I can just talk about something that we have done, like we had, and by the way, you will be finishing a spec in 2022 because we're doing this together and I (laughs) swear to God, we will finish it. I promise you that.
0: You're good Um, at finishing specs, so I believe in you. (laughs) I
1: guarantee you, I will not let this go.
0: Can I ask about your specific screenwriting goals now, or keeping oh, yeah. those close to the vest?
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be broad with them because I do keep a lot of them <laughs> kind of close to me, secret. So, yeah, I'll, very secret. And I just want to also say that I did some reflection. This was what I was telling you. I was like, you know, I was reflecting on some time, and I realized that I was a little hard on myself, kind of looking back over the last like twelve months, sixteen months, or something. But the world has had a tough go. Like everyone's kind of been a little stressed out along the way. And it di- it took me until a few months ago to look back and just kind of be like, wow, there's a lot of things I didn't accomplish because, well, I didn't see COVID coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that we were going to have to be locked in and taking care of someone or this and that, you know? So those are like the things. And I just realized that the last couple of years have been pretty stressful. So anyone who may have missed a goal, I just want to say, it's okay. <laughs>
0: Okay. Don't be too hard on
1: yourself. At least I was. Anyway, some specifics you actually touched on. There's producers that I want to meet with Hmm. that I'm going to talk to my reps about. I've made a list of those producers. And if I can't get to them, I'll say, hey, Tasha. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. And then there are um, specs that I want to have finished. There's some that have been carried over from last year that are now into this year that I – And I'm like done with, and I I, I know what we're going to be taking out these specs and one of them, we're going to a director first and another one we're just trying to sell. So I basically have two specs from last year coming over to this year Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have completed. I want to finish the spec with you. Mm -hmm. And then um, aside from that and meetings, There are a couple other goals in there that I just don't want to be too – I'm going to keep them close to me just because –
0: I'm so curious.
1: Just because I just keep them to myself.
0: You want to remain (laughs) mysterious? (laughs) Uh, But those are like
1: things I would openly talk about with people.
0: Yeah. Well, we all know I'm not mysterious at all, so I'll tell you all of my goals. (laughs) Yeah,
1: please, by all means.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um. I have some act two goals. So we have some big plans for act two coming up that I'm really excited about.
1: Well, um, you're making me feel bad now. Of course there's act two. I didn't know we were talking about that. you and I, I talked about that, it. Yeah.
0: Act okay. two goals we're sharing. We, oh, okay. Josh and I share these goals. Oh, um, <laughs> All so right. Act Two started because, uh, you know, we wanted to give screenwriters a place to talk honestly about their questions, anxieties that they have, and to get real information, but also as a place for screenwriters to help each other out, right? And like find opportunities for each other, hire each other in writer's rooms, all of that. So a lot of this time has been spent in the pandemic kind of getting the podcast up off the ground. And I think we've done well. I think we're we're running yeah. along at a good pace. Now it's time to think about the big picture thing. So This year, you'll find that we'll have more opportunities to help writers get actual writing jobs, opportunities to get writers into development situations where they can learn to develop with great producers and write a movie or a show that really has a good shot at getting sold and making them money, which is the goal is so that you have money to pay your rent. Um, That's a big part of Act Two. So that's a big goal of ours over the course of the year. Personally, in terms of screenwriting stuff, I want to do better at self learning so some of my goals this year are around like watching a movie or a pilot every month that i break down for myself because i feel like i've been fairly stagnant over covid Mm -hmm. in terms of uh learning more and uh we have a really great interview coming up with mickey fisher and He inspired me a lot he talked a lot about how he's constantly learning and teaching himself how to to grow his craft and i just it was like oh yeah i haven't done that in a really long time and it feels really good to do that so i'm going to be doing some of that i'm going to get back into reading a script every month so that i can again just part of my self-learning thing that we do we actually have something called script club in Act two that got waylaid a bit from COVID, but we're gonna start that back up again in this year. And it's where we read at least, well, we read one new script a month, because two two is sort of too much for everyone with their busy schedule. So we read one a month. And for those who don't know, like script club is this thing where we basically will read a spec that has just sold or a really classic script written by someone who's considered a master of our craft, and we basically do a book club with it where we focus not so much on judging it like do we like it or not but how is the execution of it from a screenwriting standpoint and if it's a spec that sold well why did it sell what's yeah. working? what's not working how could we improve on it if we were you know hired to rewrite this script and that's just something that members of act two get to do with each other but it's easily something everyone can do so if that's something that interests you as a goal of yours just get a few friends together or maybe do it with your writers group you can do it once a month you can do it every Four months, whatever works for your schedule. But every time we do that, I learn a lot.
1: Can can I say one quick thing? Yeah. Yes. Also, one of my goals is to read more scripts. I I back to one. Yeah. One, but, you uh, read
0: a lot, though. I feel like
1: I do, but sometimes I'm inconsistent. But yeah. it, every single time I read a script, it's helpful. Even scripts that I don't enjoy. No matter what, I yeah. So I'm 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 going to be reading probably two a month. That's kind of Ooh, like okay. And the other thing that you touched on with Mickey. So, and this is something that was one of my goals that I was going to be mysterious about, but you know what? I'm bringing it up now because I, you know, I feel like I came in a little soft. Um, uh, Mickey has a weekly newsletter and I used to always make things like I would create videos and I'd create pitch videos and I miss doing that just because Mm -hmm. I miss creating things in general. It like, I just miss it. It was something that I love doing. And so I think I'm bringing it back.
0: Are we yeah. gonna get we're gonna get video YouTube video Josh again?
1: Maybe once or twice. But the other part of that is we actually are gonna be releasing podcast videos.
0: That's true, we are.
1: Yeah. So maybe that'll that'll scratch that itch.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well uh-huh. well now That
1: goal's taken care of. <laughs> So anyway, please carry on. (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, Another goal of mine is I want to get better at watching movies. I feel like I fell behind a lot during Tomb Raider just because I was so busy writing all the time. And again, I guess that's part of the self-learning thing. But something that I am learning as a showrunner is that knowing how to write well isn't enough. You really have to know your cinema. Like you have to know what other filmmakers out there are doing and why it's working and why it's not working and you know just how shots work and yeah. what what's creative and what's inspiring for you as a director and a producer with all those hats on, which is what you have to be as a showrunner. So that means watching more movies and shows. So that's on my list. Write a spec with Josh.
1: You just put uh, that on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> quickly pencil that in. Yeah. Um,
1: hey, I okay. wanna
0: I wanna learn more about directing. So, um, I've, I've just finished directing actors by Judith Weston, which is the book that like everyone recommends. So if any of you have recommendations for books, I should read on learning more about directing, please send them my way. I want to do some of that. Um, also that includes watching more movies by directors that I love. So this is a weird one. Uh, I've had a goal on my list for two years, but since COVID, I just haven't done it. And I want to pick a new subject and become an expert on it. Whoa. So like you and I, Josh, like we like to write about like aliens and history and like weird weapons. Like you're writing an entire movie set on a train and you had to do all this research to know everything about trains. So usually how I function is when I come up to a subject in my writing, I'll stop and research it and pretty much only get enough information to get over the hurdle of being able to write about it. But I would like to be a little bit more proactive about that and like pick a topic. alien abductions and like just focus on researching that for a while until I feel like I know enough about that that I can kind of hold that topic in my brain and then move on to the next one.
1: To write about or just to know about?
0: To know about. To then of course use for my writing. It's all of course everything in life is about that. But um yeah it's just to generally increase my knowledge about the world.
1: Wow. I like that. I will say the other day we bought a Rubik's cube, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm gonna find. I'm gonna learn to do this fucking thing." And then, and then I I went online, and there's a like a 10 minute tutorial on YouTube, which I didn't watch because I feel like I'm cheating. Like I want. That's to... what I was
0: just gonna say. Like, you know, you gotta figure it out yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Back in the day, I used to just like peel the stickers off. Now it's like I'm looking on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, this just the thing is beating me every year. <laughs>
0: man so by the end of the year your goal is to finish the rubik's cube within 30 seconds
1: yeah if i have to fucking cheat and go on youtube i'm gonna go on youtube and cheat don't care
0: (laughs) many goals that you can check off (laughs) josh (laughs) um all right i only have two more goals i feel like this is a lot uh i want to finish my short story try to sell it i've been working on that for over a year or about a year
1: I'm gonna hold you to that one because Jesus, God, it, it's no. a it's a travesty that this short story is just sitting on your computer in the it's matrix. Like I ridiculous. know, ridiculous or outside of the matrix or wherever the matrix is. <laughs> I got confused there for a second.
0: <laughs> All right, my last goal is: there's a book that I've loved for years and years and years, and I want to try and actually pitch it this year. Mm. So my my goal is to get a pitch and a pitch deck for this book try to get a shopping agreement for it and try to sell it. That's it. Okay. Those are my goals.
1: Is there anything more you can tell us about the book?
0: It's really good.
1: Oh shit. I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. All right. That's it. I love it. I have one, one more, one last question about this. Yeah. We've talked about kind of coming into the new year with the fresh start. Do you ever like personally come in and say, like, I'm going to be this version of me in this year.
0: Oh, like what's an example of that?
1: Like I'm going to be a a more aggressive individual with my reps or more. I'm not this is obviously not you, but like I'm going to be more confident in my decisions with my writing. Hmm. Like I'm going to push back more when people question things I believe in in my script, like those kind of self goals.
0: I'm not going to say I've never done that, but since I've started like really actively as a screenwriter, keeping track of my goals as things that that I use to help my career move forward, I've not done that. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because then, because I love that idea. Like for me, it would have always been try to be more confident in my pitches. Mm -hmm. So how would you, what are the mini goals underneath something like that? How to change your your personality in a room?
1: I, I think... It comes with preparation, practicing more, something like that. And we've talked about, which I find really helpful is recording yourself when you, mm-hmm. uh, when you yeah. pitch, I love that because you can see when you become insecure in something and mm-hmm. where your hands are, where your body language is. So I think a mini goal to that would be like, it's almost like you have to, you if you, if you're just dying with insecurity and vulnerability when you're doing this, it's like you have to trick yourself for 30 minutes and you're like, I'm the fucking best. And I'm going to pitch like I'm the best for the next 30 minutes. And I'm going to hold that confidence right here. And I know people who've listened to music and certain things that, you know, it's like workout music, whatever gets you pumped up and gets you to that level.
0: Like you Um, did before a tennis match.
1: (laughs) I did. (laughs) If you listen to the Halloween music and get yourself in the right headspace, that you want to kill oh, someone—that's what I listen to. <laughs> Only for that one match, though. But yeah, yeah. For that, bringing it back to sports.
0: I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good. Do you do that? Is that sort of on your list of things to do this year, or has it been on your list recently?
1: Uh, like transform me as a person.
0: Yeah, like make different transformative decisions as a person.
1: Yeah, there's a few things.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. And it it only was because of the last year and a half that things have like, you know, I kind of just changed as a person Mm -hmm. in in certain respects that I'm like, whoa, what happened there? COVID fucking (laughs) kept me in my house a little too long. I'm back after this.
0: Interesting. All right, let's talk about if we could, how we track our goals. Over the year, yeah. because just saying them and putting them on a vision board isn't usually very helpful. Um, so, what do you do to track your goals?
1: I write them in a journal, and I just keep an eye on the journal. I'm do gonna you change like cross that stuff out. Yeah, I'll cross things out. I'm gonna put it in my computer this year. Although I don't, I, there's something about that. I, I don't. I don't know why. I like just writing things down and, mm-hmm. and kind of having it in the physical form. But um Um, just because of the, uh, smaller goals associated with the bigger goals, I'm going to now kind of digitize it and then cross it off as I do it. And if I Mm -hmm. miss a goal, which isn't going to happen, I would probably put why, why it happened.
0: Oh, interesting. So when you did it in just a journal, would you just have a flat list of all the goals and as they came up, you would add to them and then cross them out as they happened yes were they in the order of priority or anything or just
1: yes but i honest to god i used to make like those big big goals oh i'm gonna sell a sell a spec this year and it's like oh shit i didn't do it mm-hmm. what, what did i do wrong you know so mm-hmm. it, then it became more like okay i want to focus on an action comedy i want to write something that i think is like sensibility for the blacklist things like that where um uh, those are the goals that I would start making, and then I would just kind of cross them off and and uh, move on with it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is the what? part of the podcast where everyone is going to think I'm a psychopath, but I I'm going to tell you how I track my goals. <laughs> oh, <geez.
1: laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait.
0: All right. I have two goal buddy groups, which I know is a point of sensitivity here, but I have one with Josh. Yeah. And our friend of the podcast, Dave, Mm -hmm. and one with a lovely human and great writer, Steve Desmond. Mm -hmm. And Steve and I both have the same personality type here. So we use a Google spreadsheet Mm. so that when we hop on Zoom every month for our goal buddies meeting, which we're going to talk about in a second what that means, when we meet together every month, we can both look at the same goal spreadsheet that each of us has written up and go through it line by line to keep us accountable and to sort of talk through why we have not or why we have achieved a certain goal. So for me, and I acknowledge that this is me having a certain personality, I have everything categorized and color-coded and this may not be for you, but if it is helpful in any way, I'm just gonna tell you how I do it. So at the top of my spreadsheet, I have this month's goals. December, January, February, et cetera. Underneath that are gonna be these smaller goals, these mini goals that we have talked about. So if it's write my new sample or if it's, you know, write my script with Josh, my goals for January for that script is going to be meet every week to break my new spec with Josh. And then next to that goal, I have a little checkbox column so i can check it off which is a nice visual indicator but of course just feels really satisfying to be like check i did that thing
1: <laughs> wow yeah and this is all in a spreadsheet
0: this is all in a spreadsheet on google spreadsheets and then next to that column i will have a note section so any side comments i have i want that i want to make about that goal i'll put it there so for example if it's my goal is meet every week to break my new spec with josh we'll say I want to be done with that by the end of this month so that I can start outlining it by February. I'm going to put in the notes section that this is due at the end of January. So I just Mm -hmm. know that that's a thing. Yeah. My next category I have is writing goals. So these are going to be the overall encompassing goals. And these are usually kind of my craft goals. So like when I said, I want to research directing more, that's going to fit under just overall writing goals. At one point I had in 2021, like make a spreadsheet of all the projects I have and like where they are so I can just keep track of that better. I got, I did that this year. So I got to check that off. Yeah. Um. This is where my choose a new subject and become an expert on it. That's where that goes. So those are just general writing goals for the year. My next category is career oriented stuff. So... For example, I have a category called utilize my agents better. (laughs) And and that's just a way for me to keep, to keep myself on track so that I'm moving my career along at a steady pace. And it's me asking the question of what can I do to facilitate that? Well, I can reach out to execs within my network and set up meetings every month. That's something we've talked about before on the podcast is a way to be proactive in your career, right? Which is to set up a meeting, just reach out to an exec you met months ago and say, hey, I just thought of you or hey, how's it going? I wanted to check in. And that will inevitably lead to a new meeting that you can just have and to reconnect with this person and see what they're working on and they can see mm-hmm. what you're working on. So that's that's a goal that's under, under there. Um, other goals, mini goals that might be under this section would be like, let go of material that I don't connect with. Because I Mm. struggle with everything that comes to me. I'm like, oh, I could see this working. Like, I could make this into a show. And it's like, well, are you really passionate about it? Or do you think it would just be a job? Like, where do you really fit in on the love scale here with this? And to be okay with letting go of material. So all that kind of goes into that section. I have another category, which is take steps to get a studio job. Now, do note that I don't say get a studio job. The The category is take steps to get a studio job. <laughs> yeah. So it's everything that I can literally do. I have another category that's take steps to get a staffing job. And underneath those are about three mini goals that I can actually do to move myself closer. And they're all the things we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I,
1: well, I was just going to say, if people don't know those steps, like take steps to get a writing or to get staffed, I would either ask your friends, ask Screenwriting Twitter, or email us and we'll we'll talk about it on the podcast. It,
0: I mean, I think it it is a topic we should we should go over and and probably soon, because if these are big goals that you are making for yourself, reasonably so, we should definitely talk about how to get there. Because I've talked to many writers who have said like I just don't know I can't why I can't get a staffing job I just don't get it like why isn't my agent doing the thing and yeah just, and I've been there myself and it was very confusing so there are things that you can be doing of course it's not totally in your hands but we should talk about those those things and yeah. we will
1: okay
0: this is gonna hurt Josh's brain I think but I on top of doing all of that I also color code everything. So like, so like if something's urgent, it's a goal I have to finish like soon, that will be one color. Mm-hmm. If the goal is more of a medium urgency, I can take a little bit more time with it. That's going to be a different color. Long-term goals are another color. Ongoing goals, like something that's just like part of my life that I have to make sure I'm, I'm doing like updating my executive meetings list, lists the list I have whenever I meet someone new that's a different color. And I I personally love this color coding thing because it means that when I am stressed out and I go to look at my spreadsheet of goals, it makes me really happy to know that I don't have to pay attention to like 75% of my list because it is yeah. not in the like glowing have to finish this soon color. It's in the other colors. So, also when I'm stressed and I'm or I'm wondering what I have to do next, where to start, I can start with the color that's coded for right now. And that really helps me to just know what I need to be doing right now. So, cause for me, and I know I'm not the only one who does this, if I think about all the things I have to do, I just don't do any of it. And I I freak out, I get stressed. But if I see that I only have three things to do this week, oh, well, that's doable. I can do three things. So the color code really helps me.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not crazy. (laughs) Not at all. All right. Should we wrap up by talking about what goal buddies are?
1: Yes. I'm going to say one last thing. Yeah. It's just occurred to me while we were talking about this. If you miss a goal and you're still with us in this point of the podcast, if you miss a goal, I think you have to be very realistic about why you missed a goal. And mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be a life change that you need to make, and those are really hard to make. And I, I'm just saying this from experience. Like, I've I've missed goals, and it's like, wow, can't believe I missed that goal. And it was like, well, dude, you went drinking for five straight days last week, and it's like, <laughs> you're you're not going to get things done if you're cloudy the next morning. You know, there's there certain yeah. things where I would just say be as uh, real with yourself about why you missed a goal, and not put it on anyone else, but just take ownership of why. Because if you do that, I feel like personally speaking, it's easier to hit goals.
0: Yeah. I think that's really, a really, really, really great point. And also what I have found when I miss a goal, it's because I didn't break it down enough into many goals. So like in that example, it'd be your goal would be don't go out drinking five days a week. And if you can accomplish that, then you're probably okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, you know, as a, as a general rule, it may mean that you've not yet broken your goal down into the right mini goal yet.
1: Yeah, that's all.
0: Yeah, good point. All
1: right, Goal Buddies.
0: Goal Buddies. What is it?
1: Goal Buddies is a support system where we share our goals with each other, which by the way, I'm going to do. I think I feel like we kind of got away from that. At least Dave and I did to a certain extent now that you're involved I'm going to make a little spreadsheet or a millenote or something. (laughs) Uh, It's basically a group of people that hold you accountable for your goals. And you get together and you talk about what your goals are and um, why you accomplished or why you didn't accomplish them, where you are with them, everything. It's someone to hold you accountable. And you all share what your goals are.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's great too is like, we'll share a goal and then Josh will be like, okay, when do you want that due? And yeah. he'll put it in his his own calendar of like Tasha said she would have her outline done by this date. Yes. So that when we get closer to that time, he can be like, I have it on Friday that you're supposed to turn in your outline. Yeah. And then we can talk about it.
1: And I'm a big fan of like really coming hard, coming down on someone pretty hard to be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you accomplish this? You went on a date last week. <laughs> <laughs> Even though all of us are married or engaged. <laughs> That was just the first thing I thought of.
0: <laughs> how dare you have a social life? Get yeah. your ass working.
1: Hey, man. There's some trade-offs you have to make.
0: That's true. All right. Um, how often would you suggest people meet if they find a goal buddy?
1: I would say start it every two weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. Or you know what?
1: Start once a month. At the four-month mark, go to twice a week. Or excuse me, twice a month. And then if you are so fortunate, go weekly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree.
1: I will tell you that both you and Dave have become a huge support system for me. And I will ask you questions that I would have never asked you because i had been like, uh, yeah, I'll figure this out. And then I just will ask the most random, smallest questions. I've asked Dave things and you things that I've been like, wow, did I forget to... Like, learn how – like, I don't know how to write an email anymore all of a sudden. I have to ask Tasha yeah. and Dave like, how this sounds all of a sudden. You know, it's like weird little things like that, Um, which maybe I'm a little too dependent on my goal buddies.
0: No, I don't think so. First of all, you're definitely not dependent. You're probably the most independent of all of us <laughs> goal buddies. But it is – it once you get the goal buddy system going, it is remarkable how much of a support system you didn't realize you needed. Yeah. Like, it is important to, oh God, this email is, like I do need to sound a certain way. And normally I would just send it and just be anxious about, did I sound right? But now I have two goal buddies that I can copy paste my email to send, and then they can like edit it for me or tell me I'm coming on too strong. And just those little things are so helpful. And also I think we found that the As we've goal buddied, we feel more comfortable reaching out to each other in between our goal buddy sessions to just like ask each other a story question or help me break this moment in act two that I can't figure out. And before goal buddies, it would have been like maybe not as kosher, but it's there's for some reason it's like broken down this wall. And that's the, that's the best thing about goal buddies is because you really do need the support And you finally get it, and you're like, "Oh, thank God! There's someone else with me on this journey."
1: Yeah, I message you and Dave. It'll be like three thirty in the morning. I don't even care. I'm just like, "Hey,
0: (laughs) I'm up." It's so bad. It's
1: so bad. I need to stop doing that, but I'm not going to.
0: (laughs) I don't mind it at all.
1: Yeah, sorry.
0: Just as like on a practical level, in terms of how to meet with your goal buddy. Um, the way that it works for Josh and Dave and I is we'll zoom usually because of COVID and it'll be like, okay, Josh, what are you working on right now? What do you have on your plate? Okay. Do you need any help with like figuring out which is the priority for you? And do you need any help sort of organizing how to work on it? Like let's talk about deadlines. If you seem stressed about this spec, maybe let's break it down. Like when do you want act one to be done? okay, we'll, we'll help you with that. And that's kind of how we talk to each other. We just go person by person. In my other goal buddy group with Steve, where we have this huge spreadsheet that we're all crazy about. Um, we will go line by line and talk about each one. And if I've not been able to achieve a goal, Steve will say, well, why didn't you achieve it? And I'll say, oh, yeah. I was just too stressed. And he'll be like, okay, well, how can we help you manage your stress better? And then we'll just talk through solutions of how to, on a daily basis, just work out my schedule in a more productive way, et cetera. So it's little stuff like that that can be really helpful. And he and I meet once a month. Josh, you and I, and Dave technically meet every two weeks.
1: I think so. We've been meeting weekly because of the breaking the story that we are just like, That's who cares right. about Gold Buddies? We're going to break this 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 script.
0: One of our goals for 2022 is to get Goal Buddies back on. So that's Goal Buddies. If you guys have any questions about that, you want some more details about it, or you're curious where to find Goal Buddies, um, reach out to us at Writers at gmail.com and we're happy to chat more with you. But it's a huge resource that's easy to do.
1: It's easy, but I get that that it's hard to find. I really do. It's hard Mm -hmm. to find people you trust.
0: That's it. yeah.
1: That I would share any idea with you guys and never worry about it. Whereas maybe 10 years ago, I would be like, it was, can I talk about ideas openly? Like, is this yeah. a thing writers do? You know, just it. So I get it. If you're, if you don't have a goal buddy group, it's hard to become vulnerable in the writing space.
0: It is very true. That's it. That's, That's our the- new year's goals episode. And it's a little long, but I mean- this is an important topic.
1: No, this is. It flew by for me, at least.
0: I mean, I was entertained.
1: <laughs> That's really all that matters as long as we're good.
0: <laughs> Quote of the day I think that you have to believe in your destiny, that you will succeed. You will meet a lot of rejection, and it is not always a straight path. There will be detours. So enjoy the view. Michael York. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday, on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha
1: 3.0. And I'm on Instagram as Josh Hallman and Twitter Joshua Hallman.
0: And as always, the Act Two Podcast is a production of Act Two, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist, music by 414bag, which you can find on Spotify.